All right, welcome back to the Prospecting Show. Today is Wednesday, August 18th, and we're kind of spinning up shows here. We got two a week we've been cranking out for the last little bit. Today's episode is going to be interesting because we're going to talk a little bit about SaaS and actually hardware, even though this is a SaaS company here. We got Tom Foster on here from thereceptionist.com. We'll drop all the links below during the show uh, and after when we post-produce everything here. This will be up on YouTube and distributed to all the major platforms, including Anchor and Spotify. So, Tom, thank you so much for coming on the show. I like to start everything off with who you are tell us your story it's a long one how long do you have uh, <laughs> but thanks Connor I appreciate it so I've been in sales uh, for a really 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 long period of time I started when I was very young at a uh, cable television uh, selling it was called TCI cable vision which is now Comcast I think they own everything in Chicago and I'd moved to Chicago when I was 17 so that's I'm 50 now so that's quite a few years but uh, the week after I moved there, my uh, car caught on fire. So I had two options, go back home to mom or get the cross country skis out and ski in the winter to these buildings and sell tel cable television, which is what I ended up doing. So um, then I, uh, I do various things and then I ended up being in the electronic payments industry. So FinTech for over 20 years and was able to build up and sell a bunch of companies there. The latest one I worked with was uh, Car Connect, um, which is now, I think they got bought again. They're now called Fistserve, but just uh, I enjoyed that industry, but I wanted to get into something new. Um, so right now I'm in visitor management. So visitor management is a SaaS company. So we help basically calm the chaos of a front office. We add some stability, some consistency, um, especially for multiple locations like you know when you walk into one location for a business you have one check-in process and you walk into the next one and there'll be nobody there so we we streamline and help to uh, solidify that process across all locations um, on a personal note like i'm a triathlete uh, i do iron man stuff so i'm one of those nut jobs <laughs> so before work i'm always working out <laughs> <laughs> just uh, running. I, I make the joke for people all the time and say, oh, there's a lot of people who are into, you know, working out and exercising and all that. I say, I like construction because it's like working out, except for you get something done at the end of it. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> there's something to look at. <laughs> so, uh, no, I, I jo joking aside though, that, that's always good, right? You got it while building out companies, you have an entrepreneurship kind of focus and, and growing out uh, business lines. You definitely have to have good mental and physical health. So I think that that's critical for people that as they build it out, tell us a little bit about the gap in the marketplace like where you guys came in and you're like hey let's create this solution you talked about the the kind of similarities from business to business to business or location to location but what's the real solve that you guys have great question so we actually our ceo uh, our founder and ceo uh, andy Alsop, he actually purchased the receptionist it was like a little part of another company called text us um, that's still here in denver where i'm at but well, actually they're in boulder but they they wanted they didn't have a receptionist up front. iPads had come out. They're like, can we build an app that will like check people in so we know that they're there? And you know, Andy bought the company. That was in 2013. Andy bought the company in 2015. There were very a handful of company uh, customers, and Andy's like, I think there's something here. And it really was for. I think it started as a replacement for a paper logbook, and then then it's morphed into things like ITAR. FISMA, CTPAT, some of these government regulations that you were required to keep citizenship and all those kind of things on the visitors that are coming in and out of your business. Um, and it's really cool. Uh, it's, it's morphed over time to just like a paper logbook replacement to now it's literally a person can check in 
and notify an employee that they're there without ever actually contacting a human being, leaving humans to do what humans do best, which is, you know, interact with other humans. I just said the word human in that sentence a lot. Yeah, a few times there, but that's okay. Like I, and I, and I think we were bringing up a point before the call, which is like, we're not trying to replace humans. So walk Correct. us through like the, the separate component, right? There's like, yep. Hey, we always have SaaS and hardware together to build a service, right? That is useful to help humans, but we're not always trying to remove humans. So walk us through like that fine line. Yeah, for sure. That is a, it's a great point, Connor, is that a lot of times we'll, we'll post something on Facebook or LinkedIn and they'll always be the one detractor. Oh, you're just trying to get rid of people's jobs. And we're like, no, we're actually not. We're trying to get the mundane things that a human has to do. Like, hi, what's your name? Great. You need to sign this logbook to just be like, go ahead and sign in. And the humans can do what humans do best. I mean, no matter how good our software is, it's never going to look at you and say, Hey, um, you got some salad in your teeth uh, and I know you're about to go into your big interview or your flies down or you got toilet paper on your shoe. Like these are things that humans can do. The iPad can't, but we can take away some of those mundane tasks that are just, let's just call them what they are. They're time wasters um, and allow the staff to be more efficient, allow that staff to be utilized in different areas of the business. So it's opening up more opportunities for those people who typically have just sat in the front and like answered the phone and kind of directed traffic. And that's, that's when there's humans, when there's no humans, then you have the unattended front office. How the heck do you know somebody's there? You don't. And if you're a secure facility, or even if you're not, do you really want strangers running through your business and walking around and like showing up when you're in the middle of a meeting or walking into the bathroom because they can't find anybody? And they're like, Hey, so we help eliminate both problems. So it's, it's really a two-sided uh, scenario on this. And, and what are the kind of businesses that are a good fit for you guys? Cause I know you have this long list on your website uh, at thereceptionist.com where it's like, Hey, these are all the industries we potentially help. But like, what is the ideal customer? Man, I love this question because it's so hard because our, our product is so customizable and there's no like, you don't have to like be a coder or anything weird like that. I don't code. I set them up every day. If you have visitors coming in, whether that's an employee, a contractor, a preventative maintenance person, a truck driver, delivery, people dropping off food, and you want to keep a record of them and notify individuals that they're there, you're good. We have, we have customers in the mental health space that have one employee. And we have some of the largest companies in the world that have tens of thousands of employees. So we run the gamut. And that's the hard part, Connor, is like, you know, whenever you do kind of an outbound campaign, they're like, okay, we need you to fill out this ICP sheet. And we're like, well, okay, <laughs> because we do have a ton. Now we do have niches that we go after and people that we go after, but the, the, my, uh, if you call it my elevator, uh, presentation or pitch on this is that if you check in people and you want to have a record of them and ask them questions, track what they're doing um, and have a, you know, like I'll give you an example. When you walk into a business, you got to sign a paper logbook. That's not secure. And half the time people will sign silly names like Superman or Wonder Woman or Batman. The other thing is if you're in a, let's say you're in a long-term care facility, you have to send those logs into the government at the end of the month. People don't sign out. They just walk out. So you have an incomplete log, so you're not in compliance. NDAs, uh, any kind of contract that you want, confidentiality agreements. It's been a human consumption task, meaning I walk into your business counter, there's a person sitting up front, they have to look my name up to see if I have an NDA, then they have to take and go find a new NDA, make a copy, have me sign it, give it. It's just a big old time suck. And what we've done is we've just basically taken all those processes, molded them in and made them, you know, a 30 minute process or a 20 minute process can be done 
in a matter of seconds, even on their own mobile device before they walk into the business. So speeding it up. Yeah, I, th I think that's really Im important to kind of see that the actual human um, capital kind of acceleration there. It's like, hey, let's compress all the stuff that we don't need to do so we can focus on the things that actually matter. Tell us a little bit about how you can serve so many different customers, right? Like our background, a lot of people know as from the, on the prospecting show, we have a for-profit company called Syntax, which is a business development company. And we always ask the ICP question, right? Because we, we only yeah. do outbound, right? It's our whole focus. And so yeah. your point was absolutely valid. Like what's your ICP? And typically people are like, These, this is my industry, or this is my network, or this is my um, group, or this is the kind, so I'm going after CEOs only. But like you guys are like, I can help anyone anywhere with uh, a room and you're like holy smokes that that's really tough so like how do you guys service so much so wide of an audience it's a great question and it's a hard one because i i come from the let's get let's get niche let's get into like let's have our icp let's let's do this and we're really focusing on that right now we're, we're in the process of doing research and for, we've been doing it for about a year now where we're finding the exact like what target market do we really want to go after but how we're able to serve them is we do a ton of demos we have a pretty amazing demo that goes through a lot of the capabilities that's 24 seven. So again, automation of time suck things for human. I used to do a live demo once a week and my salespeople would do them all day long. Now we've automated that process. So with the ability to customize it by what we call a button-based workflow, I can say, I can take a check-in button and ask one question, or I can take that same button, add agreements, add videos for those people who want to have uh, uh, you know, like a safety video for a, a uh, manufacturing company that needs to be watched once sure. a year. So that's, it's so flexible that it becomes hard sometimes because some people get super over, overwhelmed by all it can do. And of every demo that I would do, people would say, I just wanna like take that paper logbook and just ask a few questions. Can you do that? And like, yeah, of course we can. So what we do is we stop and listen to the customer. Everything we do is customer focused. When we do a discovery call, we're in this, some of you that are on this listening, we sell the no. And what I mean by that is we're looking for reasons not to, to move forward so that we don't give that customer a bad experience. If we're not a fit, we're telling them we're not a fit from up front. If we are a fit, then we obviously will go forward. But if we're looking for ways that we will not just be there today, but we're looking for ways where they can still be with us in 10 years. I think a lot of people that are running like a finite mindset, they're all get the sale, get the sale, get the sale, get the sale. And we're like, okay, how can we best serve this human? How can we best serve this company now and in the long term? I think that's an important way to look at it too, mostly because that's what allows for longevity, right? In most businesses. And, and that's the same kind of sales process that we go through, right? It's like, we're looking for people and I'm asking them questions to figure out like, who shouldn't we actually work with, right? Because we want that good outcome, right? That good relationship, the referral, the people that are happy, especially when you're a small company or a smaller company, right? It's not like you have 10,000 people with 10,000 customers today and it's like, yeah, 900 leave, we don't care. Like you care about each customer and you wanna have good service delivery in that small business model, right? So, you know, from, from your guys' perspective, um, for the people who are listening to the show, most people here are like B2B service-based business owners in the US, right? A lot of people at the CXO or higher level, right? Like owner, founder type people. People, you know, what's the shout out to them? Like what, what are some of the reasons that they would want to look at your guys' company and, and purchasing from you guys? Oh, that's a great question. I mean, because we're awesome, number one. <laughs> well, I mean, let's just face it. We, as business owners, I mean, I've owned businesses since I've been 18 years old, so I get it. Like you're looking for ways to maximize what you have. And if you have, the pandemic really put a big 
a big interesting thing on a whole lot of people. A lot of people shut down, a lot of people stopped. We grew top line revenue 25% because we pivoted. So talking to those folks, you should look at how, what processes do you have that are in your office that are kind of mundane. Talk to your staff. A lot of people, and this is the, the I don't know, the thing that kind of takes me off. I, I mentioned this earlier, but people think we're like trying to replace human beings. No, we're trying to enhance human beings. Like, you know, the, the very first person when voicemail first came out, people were like, you don't need that. We got a piece of paper. We all have voicemail. Same thing with cell phones. It's, it's one of those things that I've said for why I got into this business was this is voicemail this is the thing that will become the norm and the pandemic really kicked that in so if you have an office and you have employees that are coming in right now but not visitors you need to start getting the processes in place right now to protect them our most valuable asset at a business is our people it's not our product it's our people our people are what makes everything run the product is you know a lot of people are like oh my product's the greatest it doesn't matter how great your product your company or your service are if people aren't talking to your humans You've got to have you've got to have something that makes people go, okay, I want to talk to you. I think this is kind of cool. Now, if you want to automate, I can get into like the sales stuff. Like, if you want to automate your processes and eliminate a lot of the headache and hassle and tracking and heaven forbid, you know, knock on wood, Delta variant doesn't like knock us all out again. I just found out my kid's school is going back to mask mandates on Monday. But if you need to contact Trace, we got you. If you want to attract visitors, we got you. If you want to ask your employees, how are you feeling today when they're offsite, we have a remote check-in process that allows your remote employees to actually feel engaged with the company when they're not there. Um, I set up one, it's kind of weird, but I, I don't know. I like fun stories. Uh, we set up one for a company that never worked remotely and they're like, what do we do? How do we keep people engaged? And I said, okay, created an employee check-in button. You know, They put in their pin number to check in and every Tuesday, add a new question to it you know like they're like well what questions like okay tuesday have them take a picture with their pet if they don't have a pet have them take a picture with their favorite book whatever all it's doing is it's helping to solidify the culture of those people who are not used to being uh remote because it has changed for a lot of folks Absolutely. And I think the retention play there is like a you know small investment to make with you guys to be able to have the, the capital retention, right? Because I mean, like, it doesn't really matter what your guys' price point is. It's going to be cheaper than losing employees that don't have the engagement that are working, you know, remotely right now, right? That's really, really important for people to realize is like hiring people is expensive, right? My, my parents, uh, they started a company in 2000. That's all human capital focused executive recruitment. It's costing people twenty to thirty thousand dollars to hire people. Whether you use it inside or outside services, doesn't matter. Retention is really, really key. This is a great solution for people to 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 work on retention. For sure. Um, what What are some of the ways that people can reach out to you guys? Because I know, like I said, you're very broad in the way in who you can help. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of different companies, industry sectors, m- kind of use cases that you can have. Um, we have the receptionist.com that people can go to. Is there anything specifically on the site that they should go visit, or a social handle, or somewhere that they should go to to learn more? Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, you can go to LinkedIn. It's just search for the receptionist, uh, like our, the receptionist on Twitter. Our marketing department's awesome. <laughs> if you really want to see what's up without actually interacting with a human being, we make it easy. What we don't want to have is a hard barrier of entry or a hard sale. Uh, like I said, we sell the no a lot of times. We're looking for reasons to not, if we're not a fit, we're going to tell you. Um, and I, I know a lot of people that have never gone through any sort of sales training or, or heard that before may think well, you're mean to people. Like, no, we're honest. If we don't, if we're not a fit, we're not going to try and make a round peg fit in a square hole or vice versa. <laughs> we're just not going to do it. So yes, all of the normal places, um, Instagram as well. I think it's the receptionist app. Um, you can reach out to me too. I'm uh, Tom. Just search for Tom Foster. I'm at the receptionist on LinkedIn. 
but I would definitely go to the homepage and I would go in and watch what we call the product tour. It's 12 minutes. It's all, it's, it's pretty amazing. We just finished it, um, but it's all professionally done. We did like green screen and all this, but it, it goes through some of the highest level features and you don't have to interact. You can, there's a little chat. You can interact with us um, and you can do it 24 hours a day, seven days a week, no matter where you're at in the world. Um, and just talk to, or talk to one of our people, talk to me because we serve 36 countries. We have over 4,000 clients right now. So I guarantee there's something that we can help your business become more efficient with. You know, and we're talking about an iPad. Like you can buy an iPad for what? A couple, three, 400 bucks. <laughs> like you don't have to buy anything from us. I mean, our service is our service. We do have hardware, but we, like we talked about before the show, is like we offer hardware just because some people are like, man, I you want have to eat to. it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so for those of you listening to the show again, remember if you are a business, right, you got to have a, a physical location for this to make sense, or you have to have remote workers, right? I think that those are kind of like two categories that really make sense for this, right? So you have a physical location with guests coming in or your employees coming in, you want to check on them, or you have a remote team and, and, and you're looking at one of these remote um, solutions that they can put on their own phone or on their own device so that you don't actually have to have the hardware, right? Because ultimately the reception is to a software company, not a hardware company. So Correct. if you're into that and you're looking to contact trace, help your employees, do something in your business, you think, hey, it would be cool to start using technology and eliminate some of the processes that don't make sense. Um, reach out to Tom. We'll drop the links again um, for the show here, but thereceptionist.com or check out all the social handles. I think on Instagram, like you said, it's the receptionist app, um, but we will uh, drop all the links. Thank you so much for coming on the prospecting show and have a great rest of the day. Awesome.